0: Kia welcome to the coronavirus podcast. My name's Toby, uh, I'm a doctor working in Porirua and I've just finished eating a waffle.
1: Kia ora Dr Toby. Hope you're enjoying that well-deserved waffle. Our thoughts are with you and all your colleagues on the front line during this time. Welcome to the Coronavirus Podcast everyone. I'm your host, Andrea Stewart. If you want to send in your own intro for the podcast like Dr Toby, you can do that by downloading the RNZ Vox Pop app. It's free and it's easy to use. You could even get your whole family together to send us a message. By midnight tonight, we will be going into Alert Level 4. Aside from essential workers, the whole country will be staying home for at least the next four weeks... Now we know there is a lot of confusion around exactly what the rules are under Level 4, so later we're going to play you a Q&A from RNZ's 9 to noon show with microbiologist and science communicator Dr Susie Wiles. But first, let's cover off the latest details about what will and won't be open while we're all in lockdown. Last night the government provided a bit more clarification. The warehouse will be closed. Big box retailers like Bunnings, Placemakers and Mitre 10 can stay open to trade customers only for essential purposes. They can't sell goods to the general public. Dairies can stay open, but they'll need to observe a strict one-person-in and one-person-out policy. The government has warned that any dairies who break that policy will be shut down and removed from the essential services list. All restaurants, cafes, and bars must shut down, including their food delivery and drive through operations. Food delivery will not be allowed except for meals on wheels and food that is not pre cooked, which is only allowed under strict health conditions. Liquor stores will be closed, with the exception of licensing trust areas. So that's in places where there is nowhere else to purchase alcohol. Those stores will also need to operate a one-person-in, one-person-out policy. Self-service laundries can stay open, with two-metre physical distancing to be enforced. Retirement villages will stay open, and any accommodation providing services for essential workers, isolation, quarantine and emergency housing. The Ty Point smelter will stay open. New Zealand Steel will shut down in a way that allows for production to recommence easily. Pulp and paper plants they must shut down non-essential elements in a way that allows for production to recommence easily while maintaining essential production. Methanex will remain in production, but at a scale consistent enough to supply gas with stability. Banks will stay open, but do check with your local bank, as their opening hours may have changed. And of course, supermarkets will stay open throughout, as this is considered an essential service. For more details, you can go to the website, covid19.govt.nz. The government says it'll continue to make changes to the list, as needed, and will use enforcement measures to make sure everyone acts together now, to support, protect and eradicate COVID-19 in New Zealand. Now yesterday the Ministry of Health confirmed another increase in cases of COVID-19. Here's the Director-General of Health, Ashley Bloomfield.
0: So there are 40 new confirmed cases of COVID-19 in New Zealand as at 10 o'clock this morning. We also have three new probable cases, so therefore our combined total of confirmed and probable cases is 155.
1: Dr Bloomfield also confirmed two more cases of community spread. That's where a person has become infected without any known link to someone
0: travelling from overseas. At this point we are classifying four cases as community transmission, three in Auckland and one in the wider upper So recent travel from overseas is still the main driver of our new infections. Anybody who has recently travelled back from overseas should already be in strict self-isolation, no exceptions. Close household contacts should be particularly vigilant for any symptoms they may develop.
1: This daily increase in numbers is something we're gonna have to get used to. Even after we go into lockdown, these numbers are going to keep rising for some time. You're probably going to hear some really hard stories in the coming days and weeks. It might feel like the lockdown is failing, but it won't be failing. It will actually be protecting us from a much worse situation. The lockdown will literally be saving thousands of lives, including the most vulnerable in our society, our elderly people, our pregnant women, and those with pre-existing medical conditions. And if we stick to the rules, we'll be doing our part to make life easier and safer for all those people who still have to work to keep our country running. Supermarket and pharmacy workers, rubbish collectors, police officers, and our valuable health staff who are among those on the front line, nurses and doctors like Dr.
0: Toby. And Ashley Bloomfield did have some good news. At the moment there are six people who are in hospital and they are all stable and none of our cases to date has required intensive care um, admission. There are 12 cases that we can confirm are recovered.
1: Plus you might have seen a lot of concern overseas about a lack of PPE for frontline health workers. Now that's personal protective equipment like face masks. Dr Bloomfield says that is not a concern in New Zealand.
0: We have a stock take of our supply both in our national store and already in our district health boards and we have a lot more being manufactured at this point in time uh, with the good fortune of having or the good planning of having our own uh, factory here in Whanganui so millions more masks being produced, in particular masks and uh, the initial production was 200,000 masks a day and that's increasing so we're very confident about our access to PPE here.
1: Meanwhile, Finance Minister Grant Robertson has announced the government is launching a $6.25 billion finance guarantee scheme, which would underwrite bank loans to small and medium businesses. We mentioned earlier what businesses we know so far will remain open during the lockdown. It's a short list, and Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has said it may need to be expanded as time goes on if they identify more workplaces which need to stay open. But, as Paul Stocks from the Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment explains, they're keeping the list short for a really good reason.
2: The purpose of the essential services list is not to ensure that life goes on unchanged, it's to ensure that we are able as a nation to self-isolate and eradicate and eliminate
0: COVID-19.
1: And speaking of those essential businesses, let's talk about what we can do to ease the burden on the people who work in those jobs. First, as the Prime Minister has said, if you do not immediately need food, do not go to the supermarket. Crowding into the aisles is a bad idea both for maintaining a steady supply of food and for putting people at risk of spreading the virus. Here's how Kitty Hannafin from Countdown explained things to Susie Ferguson on RNZ's Morning Report program.
3: We had another exceptionally uh, huge day yesterday, enough to feed 10
2: million kiwis. It's got to stop, guys. (laughs) Are you going to really have to either clamp down on rationing or clamp down on the number of people who are able to access the supermarket on any given day?
3: Um, Well, we don't need to ration, and that's the thing that New Zealanders need to hear and believe. We have so much food in this country of ours. Um, The the shelves may look different, who knows, but we'll have dairy and meat and fruit and vegetables. Uh, We are so lucky for that. So there there won't be rationing of food,
2: but we will have... But literally uh, to get us through this next, I don't know, week or so, however long you're anticipating this time when people are frightened and people are going to want to try to stock up.
3: I think we will have to uh, manage our stores differently, and that will be um, actually mostly for safety, safety of our team and safety of our community. So we have been getting ready to uh, implement uh, physical distancing in our stores, and that will start from today. So mm-hmm. that people, and and we'll have to uh, manage the number of people in our stores as well, and that's that's a safety measure. And what we're doing is we're working with. Um, with with officials such as police and the Ministry of Health to help us do that in a way that makes uh, our team safe, but also, of course, our customers.
1: Now, it's really important to pass this message to your friends and family. Be gentle, be kind, but please get the word out. Same goes for pharmacies. There's no need to stock up on medication unless your doctor specifically tells you to. And speaking of doctors, from now on, most doctor's appointments will need to be conducted remotely by phone or over a video conference. We've heard from several GPs who are struggling to get through to their patients on the phone because the lines are so busy. So please, wherever possible, help out your fellow Kiwis by staying off the phone and out of the supermarket if you can. And if you do have to go to pick up groceries, be patient and be kind with each other. People are scared and stressed out. We can all play a part to keep everyone on an even keel. As of midnight tonight, New Zealand will go to level four. We know there's been a lot of confusion about exactly what the new rules are for social distancing. So we're going to play you a QA and a from RNZ's 9 to Noon program with Catherine Ryan. Catherine put some listener questions to Dr Susie Wiles, who did a really amazing job. breaking it all down
4: for level four we are to stay at home all but essential services uh, will not be functioning but supermarkets pharmacies you know things like that will be open and so we can go and do things but the really important point is that we have to remain isolated from other people outside of our household what we're trying to figure out is whether anybody in that home has been exposed and therefore will develop the virus, or and if they haven't, that they don't connect with another household that has been exposed to the virus and develops the illness. When we venture out of our household, we must not be in contact with people of another household, so within that sort of two metre distance for more than 15 minutes. This virus is not airborne, so we can go outside. The important point is that we aren't outside with other people outside of our household. So you can go for a run with the person that you're living with. You can go for a walk with the person that you're living with. But you cannot do that with people from another household unless you're going to stay two meters apart. In which case, it is just easier for most people to stay away from other people
2: my daughter who lives a walk away from me had her second baby yesterday and is hoping to come home today can i go and help her at her place or take the toddler home to my place for a few hours break during lockdown from loving granny who i'm pickings over 70.
4: No. So granny needs to stay away. Her family needs to stay away from her. She is in the category where if she gets COVID-19, she could have a much harder ride and end up on a ventilator. So what we need to do is keep her safe and away from the rest of her family because they may well be incubating the virus. So this is going to be really tough. I really hope her daughter has some other support. If granny is under 70, could she do this? Then she should become part of the household. So she should go and live with them and not be then connecting with any other people at all. Is
2: it okay to go ahead with a house renovation project that is not the house we're living in? Can the builder go there at a time when we aren't there?
4: The rules are very clear. Building and construction is only considered an essential service if it's needed to maintain human health and safety at home and work. So a house renovation, I'm afraid, does not count as maintaining human health and safety. So no.
2: Is it okay for my son to see his girlfriend? They've already been in close contact in the lead-up to the lockdown.
4: So it entirely depends where his girlfriend is and what her living conditions are. I would say no Because if she is living with other people, if everybody starts doing this, then this means that those households are not little households anymore. So she either moves in and she stays as your household for that amount of time, or um, they stay separated until uh, lockdown is over.
2: What do I wipe down kitchen surfaces, including knobs on cupboards, door handles and banisters with? If Janola, what concentration? How do I disinfect metal surfaces for viral contamination? Janola can't be used on metal surfaces. Is janola any good against virus decontamination anyway? I've been using detal wipes for the non-metallic surfaces, but suspect that these are pretty useless. Plus, they're in short supply. What are we clean with, Susie?
4: What you're looking out for are the words hyperchlorite, which is the main active ingredient in bleach, activated hydrogen peroxide, alcohol, ethanol, or bleach at 0.1% to 0.2% in water. You can use methylated spirits as well. So methylated spirits, you would put like seven parts of that to three parts water. The important thing of all these things is that you don't just use a cloth and wipe it around. You actually have to spray surfaces and let it sit there for 10 seconds to soak for that disinfectant to work. Once it's done that, then you can wipe. So have a look for those words, hypochlorite, activated hydrogen peroxide. Another one would be benzalconium chloride. Not as good as the others, but most cleaning products that will say antiviral on them will work, but you need to spray for 10 seconds.
2: People are flocking to trade on Facebook marketplaces. This wise, I read the virus can be transferred between people on surfaces.
4: What we don't want is this connection between households. So I would much prefer you weren't doing that. But if you are going to do that kind of thing, you need to be really, really, really careful. If it is something plastic or whatever then it's going to have to sit somewhere for three to four days give it a spray with disinfectant before it comes in the house what you do not want to be doing is transferring something from you know a potential household with exposure to your household if it doesn't have it and you do not want to be moving stuff from your household if you have it to another household that doesn't so please be very mindful of that
2: my children are in shared care of myself and their dad. We live probably 20 kilometres apart. He lives with a new partner. They intend to spend lockdown sharing the care of her kids with that dad who lives maybe 30 kilometres further on. I understand that I should be at home with my kids. They want my kids to share time. Blended family situation, yes. right? With new partners. Um-
4: so what we have to be very careful about is how many blended families end up being considered one household. What each household needs to be doing is limiting the number of connections to anybody else. And so if there's a children that are moving between two households, then we would consider that one household. But if it's starting to get to three households, then that is becoming much more complicated. If any of those people connect with another household, then this whole thing falls apart. So yeah, they need to stay as tight a unit as possible limit do it, who
2: do you it, get to be the Yeah, worth.
4: do it by Skype, do it yeah. by phone. You know, if a household is five people and that household is connecting to another five people, if we have somebody in one of those households who does have COVID-19 and spreads it within that household, you've gone from a little cluster of five to a little cluster of 10. If that household is connecting to another household, you then have a cluster of 15. If everybody starts doing that and there are little clusters of the virus, then we will not have enough intensive care beds to, t- to care for those who need them. If I isolate at my brother's
2: house so I'm not alone, can I still go back to my house where no one will be to feed the cat and other things? Yes, that should be fine. Can I go to my workplace, not open to public, and I would be the only one there?
4: No, stay home.
2: He wants to know why, so do I.
4: When you start making these little blurred lines, then more and more people will be out and about and more and more people will start having the potential to contact with others. So the more we do this, The better we do it, the quicker this will be over. At the moment, we're thinking four weeks. If people start going, well, the rules don't quite apply to me because I'm doing this, then you can add an extra two to three weeks. You stick to the rules and then we will get through it fast.
1: And remember, if you're worried you've been exposed to the virus, the first thing you should do is call the dedicated health line number 0800 358 5453. Take a deep breath, New Zealand. The next four weeks are going to be a struggle for many, but if we all support one another, we're going to come through this. Be careful and be kind. Kia kaha. The Coronavirus Podcast is presented by me, Indira Stewart. It's produced by William Ray and Sonia Sly. Our sound engineer is Adrian Holley. The executive producer is Tim Watkin. You can subscribe to the Coronavirus Podcast anywhere, and it's free. Just go to the podcast and series page at rnz.co.nz. And if you want to ask us a question or read our intro or even just drop in with a message of support for your fellow Kiwis, you can do that through RNZ's VoxPop app. It's free and it's easy to use.